Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your Source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 707 for the 15th of Cheshvan in a regular year. So one of the more popular ideas nowadays, not just in Jewish circles, but really in the world at large, is this idea of living in the now, being in the present, right? There's that famous book by Eckhart Tolle called The Power of Now, which I was inspired to read because I was taking an Uber pool ride with somebody back in the day when Uber pools were still around before the pandemic. And this guy in the, in the pool that I was sharing in the Uber with he was reading this book and he said it was like the most profound book he'd ever ever read in his life and it was like transforming his life. So I read the book and indeed it is a very amazing book and it really teaches you how to do these, like it sort of gets you in that mindset of really being in the present moment, being in the now. This is something that people naturally resonate with. There are countless sayings uh, about this idea. There's a saying, a famous one, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, today is a gift of God, which is why we call it the present, right? There's this idea that all of anxiety is about worrying about the future, depression is about the past, and so really you want to be in the present moment. Like this, this is a very common thing, right? And it's a very powerful way to live. It really is. There is truth to this whole idea of living in the present. And there are many um, things in Hasidus that back this up also, like this idea that Hashem is creating the world something from nothing at all times. Um, However, today, we're actually going to do a little zoom outwards. And we're going to be looking at the world at our lives from a perspective that's beyond the present moment, from a perspective that transcends time. Because in truth, we as physical beings are very much bound to space and time, which is why really all we have is the present moment. But yet space and time as we know it are merely creations of God. And there's a transcendence beyond our lives that we can't by virtue of who we are as people, we can't tap into it, but yet it very much exists. How does this come up? Where does it come up? Well, there's this teaching that we're going to be learning about today that surrounding all of us is this energy, this spiritual energy of the Garden of Eden. And that spiritual energy of the Garden of Eden is generated by all of the good deeds that we do. And it's a cumulative type of thing. So like, well, yes, we're very much focused on the positive actions that we do right now in the here and now. What happened to that good deed that you did a couple of years ago, that time that you helped a woman who's uh, who, an older lady whose bags were falling and you helped pick up her bags or something like that? What happened to that good deed you did when you helped out a friend who was going through a hard time a couple of weeks ago? Like, wh- where is that now if we're living in the present? So the truth is all of our good deeds 
actually create this cumulative effect where they create this atmosphere around us, which we know is the era of Gun Eden. And that atmosphere surrounds us throughout our lives. The truth is there's the opposite type of air as well, which we don't really want to think about too much, but there is the air of Gehenum, as is known, which uh, which is a type of negative energy that can surround a person too, um, based on different negative actions that they do. But we really want to focus on the positive for today, especially because the focus of the past few episodes of what we've been talking about is on the tzaddik, on the holy man, the, holy, the righteous person whose whole entire life was devoted to God. It was devoted to, as we've broken it down into three categories, faith and love of God and fear of God, those three things. And so by by virtue of their lives being so entirely devoted to these three things, you can imagine the atmosphere that surrounded them throughout their life was uh, was very dense, right? It was very dense with good deeds, this atmosphere of Gan Eden, which is why, and this is what the focus of today's episode is going to be about, that after uh, Tzadik passes away, this while they're they may not be attached to their bodies anymore, the atmosphere remains. And in fact, as we'll learn after, and this is sort of getting to the question that we had, how is it that like it may, might be one thing to say that after Atari passes away, they're still somewhat connected to the world, but why is it that we say that in a certain sense that Sadiq is actually present more in all of the worlds than they were before while they were still alive? And so what we'll learn today is that this is because uh, during a tzaddik's lifetime, while yes, the tzaddik is totally devoted to God and their whole life is only about goodness and and uh, and divinity and all of that stuff, uh, they're nevertheless encumbered by their physical body so that they're bound to space and time. They have to be in this living in the now, living in the present moment like all of us, which means that like in, during their lifetime, when their followers wanted to connect to them, they had to connect to them within these boundaries, within the boundaries, the context of space and time and by, by extension through the tzaddik's body, which means that they could only get a glimpse, little glimpses here and there, little radiances of this atmosphere. But after the tzaddik passed away, they broke free. They, they're no longer attached to their body in the same way anymore. And so, uh, well, however, we will learn there is a, somewhat of, of a connection to the physical body, but yet, generally speaking, they're no longer bound, no longer encumbered by their physical body. And thus, this atmosphere that surrounds them, that surrounded them during their lives and still surrounds them because it's something that's permanent, something that stays in the world forever, is actually much more accessible in a very direct kind of way that it wasn't before while the tzaddik was still alive. And so this is something that all of the tzaddik's followers could, could, could have the potential to tap into by mirroring the tzaddik's ways, by uh, learning the teachings of the tzaddik and, and trying to follow those teachings. So let's get into the text and see how the altar Rabbi explains all of this. And for context, we are still in the middle of Epistle 27, in which we are in the section where the, we're in the elaboration upon a letter that the Alter Rabbi wrote to his chassidim as a form of consolation for the after the passing of a very famous chassid and a very famous um, mentor that uh, and, and a tzaddik uh, named Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Horodok, otherwise known as Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Vitebsk. So... We're talking about this idea about how it is that the tzaddik is more present in the worlds after they pass away, that and that and what it means that they can give life to their chesedah after they pass away. So what what is that about? So the altar Rabbi begins today, and he says that while the tzaddik lived here on earth, 
in a physical way. These three midos, these three attributes, which we mentioned again, are the attribute of faith, the attribute of awe of God, and the attribute of, of love of God. They were vested within the vessel and the vestment in a way of physical space. So it was bound by space which is the aspects of the nephesh, which is bound to the body. So again, remember, there's different aspects of the soul. The lowest of the aspects of the soul is what's called the nephesh, the animating force in the body. And this is very much connected to the body. And so during a tzaddik's lifetime, while there's this connection very much to the nephesh, to this physical aspects um, of the soul, then all of the tzaddik students only receive but a radiance of these attributes and like a ray from them. Uh, which radiance beyond the vessel through his speech and through his his holy thoughts. So it's like, right? Like how do you, if, if you think about the Rebbe, let's say, which many of us connect to as our uh, image of what a tzaddik is. During the Rebbe's lifetime, people used to rush to go hear the Rebbe speak at Fabrengan's and hear the Rebbe's thoughts, right? We're lucky enough that nowadays we have videos so we can actually see that in in a, in a, on, on video. But, but back in the day, it was like visceral. It was a visceral experience to go and see the Rebbe talking. And during that time, they were the, that speech and the, the thoughts of the Rebbe are being, um, they're being, a, his body is a conduit to these things. So the Hasidim are receiving a radiance of, uh, of the Rebbe's nefesh through this. But so it is just a radiance, which we have to remember, which is why, says the altar, but this explains the teaching uh, in um, in the Gemara, in Avodah Zarah, page 5b, that a person cannot plumb the depths of his master's teaching until he reaches 40 years, until he's 40 years older. Because basically, like meaning to say that like as much as we can attach to a tzaddik uh, during their lifetime, what we're really just getting is a radiance of them. We're not really getting the full them because that they're, they're bound to their body. However, continues the Al-Jarabba, after the tzaddik passes away, then we see that there's the separation that happens between the different parts of the tzaddik soul, that the nefesh remains in the grave, as we've mentioned, and the ruach goes up to Gan Eden. And uh, this ruach that we've been talking about, this ruach is those three attributes of of, uh, of Amuna, of Yura, and of Ava. And so thus, uh, anybody can who was close to them can receive a part of this per, this tzaddik's ruach that is found in Gan Eden. H- how is this, right? So this seems at first glance like, what do you mean? We just said that it ascends up to Gan Eden. So how is it accessible? So we actually, so actually, as I explained in the introduction, and as we're going to explore here, Gan Eden is a very interesting thing. It's not it's not a physical space in the way that we think of space, because actually, when in saying that it actually ascends up to Gan Eden, what we're actually saying is it's no longer bound to a vessel, and it's no longer in a physical space. As we know, and so the ultra is going to bring some some uh, illustrations of this idea of what Gun Eden is all about and the transcendent nature of Gun Eden. So it's we see, for example, with Yaakov Avinu. When Yaakov Avinu, when he went in to get a bracha from his father Yitzchak, it says that Gun Eden entered with him, and so too uh, in a, in a sefer called Asara Mamaras. Uh, it explains that, to explain this, that the air of Gan Eden uh, surrounds every person. And within that atmosphere, within that atmosphere that surrounds every person, uh, are recorded all of the person's good thoughts and all of their good good uh, speeches in Torah and in serving God. 
And then in brackets, the altar says, and likewise, also, God forbid, in the opposite, that in the same atmosphere, then, uh, then is, um, then is recorded all of the things about Gehenna that have to do that surround a person. So basically, whatever a person's deeds are, good or bad, it's like these follow you throughout your life. They follow you in, in this atmosphere that transcends time and space. And so thus, now we can go, now we can understand this thing that how at this time, now that the Tzadik has passed away, it's actually easier for the Talmudim, easier for the students to receive their portion in a way of Ruach, from their teacher, from their, their uh, Rav, in an essential way, which is what is this essentialness? This is the Imuna, the Yira, and the Ava through which the Tzadik served God because now it's accessible. Like now the Ruach, so it's first, it sounds at first glance that it's like, okay, the Ruach ascends to Gan Eden. That means it's it's like, it's gone. It's like, bye, you know? But actually we're learning the opposite is that through this ascension to Gan Eden, what that really means is that no longer is the Ruach encumbered by the Nefesh. It's actually free-flowing in this more accessible way because the Gan Eden aspect transcends space. Uh, and so, and it's not just a glimmer, it's not just a radiance that comes out from the vessel, uh, but rather it's the, an essential aspect of the Ruach, uh, um, which gets, which ascends from one level to the next and becomes absorbed in the aspect of the Neshama in, gun, in the high, in supernal Gan Eden in the supernal world. So as we mentioned previously, the neshama totally ascends, but we'll learn tomorrow that it's not so simple, that even the neshama has a connection to the physical world in which we live. But for now, we're talking about the ruach. So we're saying that the ruach, uh, so the ruach actually, um, it does ascend high up to the neshama and becomes absorbed in the neshama. However, there's a principle that anything holy does not get totally uprooted from, uh, from its initial place. So even after it goes up to its highest and highest point, the, the, the first point of the Ruach, which I think is really interesting because it's saying usually we think of like a, a, um, a soul as like its initial point is in the spiritual realms here. But what the altar is saying is no, for in terms of the Ruach, the first aspect of the Ruach is actually down here. It's actually in the lower aspect of Gan, the, the lower Ganadin because really what is the Ruach? The Ruach is the, this Emuna, this Yura, and this Ava, this faith, this fear, and this love. So that is that's like the expression of the ruach is down here and so because it's down here it stays down here and it actually gets uh spreads out to all of his students each student according to their level the level of their his kashras the level of their their um attachment and their closeness to the tzaddik during their life and uh and after they pass away also out of uh if they have this tremendous love for for the tzaddik so Basically, this ruach is accessible to all the students if they just wish to tap into it. And specifically, the wording is that there needs to be this ava rabba, this great love, because, as the altar explains, the drawing down of anything spiritual only comes about through uh, a great love, as it's as it's taught in the Zohar that uh, that there's this idea of the ruach um, that the that the ruach the spirit of the inner heart's desire elicits a spirit from above. So we've learned about this principle many times that what we put out there, God sends back in kind. So uh, so our love for this tzaddik is going to call out the ruach for his ruach to become attached to us. But this actually, the ultra says, requires quite a bit of effort because a person really needs to prepare themselves with 
a good amount of preparation and a, with a great in, uh, with a great and intense effort in order to receive these three attributes in the way that their teacher taught them. As the sages taught, Yagata Tamin. So that's a famous saying from Masachad Megillah and the Gemara Megillah, page six B, that if you labored for it and and uh, worked for it and you found it, then believe it. Meaning that like thing, certain things require most things require hard work. So if you work hard for it and then you get there, then believe it. Believe that it's true that this is a real thing. So. That's the basic idea, and that's the end of the text for today. And so, once again, so just in conclusion, the basic idea is that a tzaddik's life is really because it's so filled with these three things of emuna, of yura, and of ava. It's like that spirit of Gan Eden, that uh, that um, energy of Gan Eden that surrounds them, is so powerful and so intense. And that energy of Gan Eden is present here at, at all times. Um, it's it's something that like sort of keeps this like running log of all of our deeds on earth. So the, imagine what the Gan Eden of Atzadik is going to be like. And so after they pass away and they're no longer limited by their physical body, which is kind of bogging them down, we all have the power to access this Tzadik. We have the power to access this, uh, the Ruach of the Tzadik, which is, which is this manifestation of the Gan Eden through attaching ourselves to this person. And again, it's not so simple. We really are going to have to like really work at it. And there's going to have to be like a feeling of love and passion involved. Like we really have to want it. And we really want, have to try to emulate the deeds of the Sonic. So that's the end of the section for today. And tomorrow we will conclude this epistle. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.